Annie J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Hey guys, this is Jill and I have a really quick announcement for you this week. So I wanted to let you know that this week only my four week food obsession bootcamp course is going live and I'm actually going to be taking everyone through it myself. So if you've been waiting to learn Moderation 365, if you listen to the Best Life podcast episode all about food obsession and you're ready to take the plunge and take that courageous step into learning more about intuitive eating, food obsession, and how to overcome the all or nothing eating trap, this is a great opportunity. So normally this program is a DIY course, which means basically you just get the materials and you kind of self-pace. This time, this is the first time I've done this in four years. I'm actually going to be walking you through it. So all the calls are going to be live. I'm going to be teaching live on the training and taking your questions and helping you troubleshoot your specific situations, circumstances, uh, and really kind of create some food strategy for you. So it's open this week. It actually closes on Monday, April 2nd, and we begin right away on Tuesday, April 3rd. So head over to jillfitlifestyle.com forward slash food obsession to take advantage of that and grab a seat. It's going to be uh, spots limited because I want to make sure that everyone gets enough attention and then that everyone gets that really kind of like high strategy troubleshooting with me over the four weeks. So again, it starts right away on April 3rd. Make sure you join jillfitlifestyle.com forward slash food obsession, all one word. Um, And really, if you're wondering kind of, you know, some of the things that we're going to be covering, it's four weeks, which of course you guys know is not enough time to master this stuff. However, it is plenty of time to give you all the tools and strategies and stories and examples to be able to practice and do this for yourself. So we're going to be talking about, you know, kind of insights. Why do we deprive? Why do we binge? A lot about the physiology and also the psychology of that. How did we get to this place? We're going to be talking about the exact steps to break down the binge then deprive cycle and how to kind of jump out of that. We're going to be talking a lot about mindfulness. You guys know that I think mindfulness is kind of the Mac Daddy tool. It's one of those things that is pretty esoteric, but we're going to be breaking it down. I'm giving you specific practices on how to do that. We'll be talking about intermittent sampling, uh, giving yourself the benefit of the doubt, self-compassion, some mindset tools in there, daily nutritional commitments, uh, breaking down the deprive uh, indulgent scale, how to use exposure therapy, surfing the urge, surfing the disappointment, richness versus volume scale, calorie matching, uh, mastering your biofeedback like cravings, hunger, energy, stress, mood, etc. how to increase the satisfaction factor of your meals, intuitive eating, emotional eating, lack versus abundance mindset, food FOMO, situational eating, etc. So a lot of these terms, maybe you guys have heard here and there, but in this workshop, I'm breaking down each of these things into tactical tools and strategies that you can do uh, yourself and you can continue to practice. So Again, this is a special opportunity where I'm actually going to be walking you through this course. I'm going to be teaching everything in real time and live, and then I'm going to be available for questions so you can ask about your specific instance. And I'm sure whatever you have going on, a lot of other people are going to have too. So I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a great opportunity. Make sure you guys join before April 2nd, jillfitlifestyle.com forward slash food obsession and grab your seat when you're ready. I'll see you guys on the calls. Bye.
welcome to the Best Life Podcast. This is Danny J, and I am doing a solo episode. I'm so excited to share with you today. The message today is really about overcoming and mastering discouragement. But first, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Organifi. I'm actually doing a little cleanse right now. If you follow me on Instagram stories, and I have some friends in Isogenics, so they shipped me over some products. And I decided to integrate some of the Isogenics products and Organifi products. And it's been one day, so I can't say whether it's going well or not, because quite honestly, it's hard. But I will tell you that I do actually look forward to drinking my Organifi, especially my Organifi Gold. It's nice and warm. It feels like amazing in my hands. It's my replacement for coffee these days. So anyway, shout out. You guys go to Organifi.com and use the best life, all lowercase, all one word at checkout and you will get 20% off. So let's get into the episode. All right. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this today, overcoming and mastering discouragement. I had a mentor um, named David Bird back when I was in a network marketing company. And he gave us the nine keys to sustainable business success. And the number three was actually overcome and master discouragement, learn to lose without being defeated. And in the past week, I've had so many obstacles come in my way. Um, I've been working on a launch. I've had a lot of tech issues. I had to wipe out my entire hard drive. I've had to learn a bunch of new systems. And good Lord almighty, have I been beyond discouraged and upset, literally to the point of going, okay, I just want to throw in the towel and all this and I don't know, find sugar daddy and shack up somewhere like in a mansion with some old man because (laughs) I've been so overwhelmed. And I think that this is something that really happens to everyone. And I actually had a friend call me. So shout out to David Nagadochis in Nagadochis, Texas. And David called me. He said, I just felt like I needed to call you. How's life going? I said, it's, you know, there's been some rough things going on. And he said, well, how can I help you solve your problems? And I said, you know what? I really don't want help solving anything right now. I just need some encouragement because I know what I needed to do. know what needed to be done. I didn't want anybody to give me any more advice than I'd already gotten. I was beyond frustrated. And I said, you know, I just need some encouragement. I just need somebody to go, Danny, you could do this. Danny, it's okay. Danny, you've got this. And I realized that I've been in this place a lot of times and I've actually had many people ask me, dang, how are you so resilient? How have you gone through so many hard things and you always get back up? And I realized that one of my superpowers, I guess, is being able to overcome and master discouragement. And so I wanted to share with you some of the ways that I've done it. And so first off, you know, we're talking a little bit I mentioned about business. This was a business coach who said, in order to have business success, you need to overcome and master discouragement. But I'm going to just broadly blanket this and say that it is a life skill. It is a life skill. And more than anything, probably more often than not, it's going to be discouragement that happens in your day-to-day life. So we all have discouragement. And I looked at the definition just to get a Webster's Dictionary definition. Discouragement One of the best definitions was a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. And I thought, dang, that really is a great definition. I was chatting with another girlfriend and saying, I just feel like I've lost my confidence. After trying something so many times and when it doesn't work out multiple times, you start to lose confidence in yourself that you might be able to do what you thought you were going to do. So I was looking online before I started the podcast and I was looking on YouTube for different um, messages and I was listening to a Tony Robbins And 
he was talking about how we tell ourselves a story. The only time when we're upset about something or we become maybe disappointed or discouraged is when we are not living up to the story that we think we should be living up to. So for example, if you're feeling really good about something, like let's say you're feeling really good about your body because you've been working hard and if you ask somebody, well, why do you feel so good about your body? They'll usually say, well, you know, I, I feel good because I look better than I ever thought I did or I feel better than I, than I thought I would. And generally when they're happy with somebody, it's because they are meeting their expectations or exceeding their expectations, doing better than maybe they thought they would be at this time of life. Maybe it's with their finances or with their relationship. Now, when you ask somebody what they're struggling with or some part of their life that they're disappointed in and they're not happy with, usually it's because they're falling short of where they think they should be or want to be. So maybe it's with their body again, same example. They're like, well, I should be, you know, I'm 30 pounds overweight and I should be at this weight. Or I'm 30 years old and I should be, you know, a millionaire by now and I'm only making 20,000 a year because the idea in their head is that they should be in a different place and that's what leads us to disappointment, discouragement, and unhappiness. And so one of the things Tony Robbins talks about is actually just rewriting your blueprint, deciding, well, what what is it that makes you think that you should be in a certain place? So I think that we all have times in our life, we all, every single person, that's such a human thing. All of us have times in our life where we become disappointed and discouraged. And I think the big the big difference of definitions for me, disappointment is, you know, you, you maybe wanted something and you didn't get it. Discouragement is a place where it's a little bit lower, right? You almost feel like, dang, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I don't know if I can keep going. I feel like giving up. I feel like I can't take another step. I'm so tired of doing the same thing over and over or trying and falling and getting up and trying and falling and getting up. I'm just going to lay here for a while. I'm going to stay on the ground. That's what discouragement is versus disappointment. And really it comes down to having the time in our life where what we want or what we expect or we, we hope doesn't match what is. What is is not what's happened. It's not what we wanted or what we hoped for or what we were aiming for. And it could be where we say, well, I thought I was gonna be married by now. I thought I was gonna have a family by now. I thought I was gonna have a kids by now. Or I thought we were gonna have children and it's not that easy. We went to the doctor and found out we can't. And now I'm so discouraged because I'm not gonna be a mom and that was my dream. Or living in a certain city, you know, I always thought I was going to grow up and move out of this small town and live in New York City or Los Angeles or Tokyo. And here I am stuck in St. George, Utah or something. We think we're supposed to be in a certain place or weighing a certain amount. Like oh, last year I said I was going to lose 50 pounds and here I am the same exact weight as I was a year ago and I'm not where I want to be. And so unfortunately that discouragement comes to where we think we should be in a certain place, but we're not. And so we have this cognitive dissonance, this, this piece in our head that's frustrated with what is in reality showing up and where we think we should be. And another piece of it can come from just comparing ourselves from somebody else to somebody else. So maybe we're looking at our friends or our peers like, man, I went to high school with that chick and she's doing so much better than me. And look how happy she looks in her marriage. And mine is falling apart or 
I have got a peer and we both started our businesses at the same time and she's crushing it and making so much money and I'm still struggling. I don't understand why am I not at that level when we started at the same time and I know that there's nothing different or maybe I even have better, I don't know, better products or better ways of marketing. I don't get it. Why is somebody doing better than me? So we get upset when we start looking at other people and I think we get discouraged when we also start to compare ourselves to where we think we should be. So there's the two kinds of comparisons. And Jill's actually going to do a solo podcast episode after this on the comparison trap. So I won't go too far into that, but that's a big, big, big one. So ultimately, we have to know what's in our control and what's not, right? So let's give the example of you always wanted to be a mom. It was in your just blood and DNA. You always felt like you were going to be a mother. And then you start to try to have children and suddenly you find out that there's something wrong with your body that just will not allow you to have children naturally. And it looks like even IVF or any of the options are just not going to work. And so you're upset, you're discouraged, you feel like maybe your purpose isn't going to be realized because you're unable to, to meet this um, goal that you had. But you're looking at what's in your control and what's not. So maybe what's not in your control is your body, right? Whatever's happening with your body is not so much in your control. But what is in your control? What is in your control is your attitude about it, how you feel about it, and also the ability to look at this in a different way. So I'm going to go through um, six different ways, and not even six different, I would say just six ways, and I would go through all of these, quite honestly, of how to overcome and master discouragement. Because quite honestly, if you're going to be a leader in business, if you're going to be a leader in your organization or anything you do online, if you want people to follow you, if you're just going to be a person with high integrity and who has um, high emotional IQ, you need to learn this skill. And the person who has this skill is going to be the one who wins, right? The person who is able to overcome and master discouragement and get over it the fastest is going to have the best success. There was a quote I looked, um, I was looking at these videos online and I had to look this guy up. I didn't know who he was and I don't know if I'll say his name right. It's Jenison Franklin. He was a pastor and he said, you will not, usually you will not discover greatness in a person until they go through hardship. It is the hardship, the crisis that brings the greatness out of people. So I truly, truly believe that these things are all in our path for a reason. I think that the person who never experiences disappointment or discouragement isn't a real person. And overcoming this discouragement is what is going to make you great. So let's go into this on your greatness. So number one, I think you need to get encouragement. So I looked up the word encouragement because I felt like encouragement and discouragement were kind of the antithesis of each other. Encouragement is the act of giving someone support, confidence, or hope. So to give somebody support or confidence or hope. So in order to get encouragement, I want you to call somebody and everyone has that one person in their life that believes in them. When I was in high school and I was suicidal and I had like I felt like everybody hated me and the world is on my shoulders and I couldn't trust anyone. I had this one person, it's my boyfriend's mom, and she would always tell me that I was amazing and she would believe in me. And when I was feeling really, really down, I would call her up. So 
I want you to get words of encouragement from somebody. And like I asked David when he called, I said, no, I don't need help with my problems. I just need encouragement. So be willing to get vulnerable and call that person and just say, hey, I would really, I'm struggling right now. I'm super disappointed. I'm super discouraged. You know, I worked my butt off to get into this school program and I didn't make it. And I just need some words of encouragement to keep going. Ask for it because you deserve it. And if you don't have that one person, I really believe that everyone has that one person. If you don't, then reach out to me. Go on my Instagram DM, message me, and just say, Danny, I just need some words of encouragement because girl or dude, whoever's listening, I will give you those words of encouragement because that is one of my gifts. And I just would love to encourage you because I just believe in people so, so much. And I wanted to remind you too that this is just a season. So Jim Rohn, he's one of my favorite mentors. He gives this talk about seasons. And he said, there's, there's seasons in life, right? There's seasons in the weather. We've got spring, summer, fall, and winter. So right now you might be going through a winter, but what comes after every winter? Spring. Spring always comes. There hasn't missed a spring. It hasn't gone from winter back to winter. There's always a spring. So know that your spring is coming and you're just in the season of winter and the winter never, never, never lasts. Unless you live in Canada and you people, I don't understand. So come down here to California. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, kind of. Okay. The winter lasts a little longer in some places, but it still goes away. Summer still comes. Number two. So first get words of encouragement from somebody. Number two, stop comparing yourself. Now, like I said, Jill is going to do an entire episode on the comparison trap, but there's two places you need to stop comparing yourself. Number one, to other people, because you don't know their story. You know, when I was in my network marketing company, I would constantly compare myself to other people, how they were doing, how much money they were making. And I was being yelled at by my mentor to stop comparing myself. But I struggled with this idea because I said, well, I've never done this before. So I don't know if I'm doing well or not doing well. I need somebody to compare myself to so I can kind of see where I measure up if I need to be doing better or if I need to be doing more. You know, I just didn't know. I felt like comparing myself had some value and I do believe it can. However, if you're using that comparison to stay discouraged and to stay down and continue to beat yourself up, you have to stop because we really don't know all sides of every story. We really don't know what the time someone put in to get to where they were. We really don't know what they've been through. We really don't know their connections. We don't know anything of anyone else's story. We're just looking at outcomes. And more often than not, we're comparing someone's outcomes of years and years of work to our beginning state, right? Like if you're in business, you're looking at somebody who's been doing something for two years and you just started two months ago and you're like, why am I not there yet? And you're going, they're going, yeah, I've done this for two years, but not only that, I've had 10 years of XYZ experience that led me to these two years that led me to the success today. And so we really cannot compare ourselves to others. And the second is to stop comparing yourself to you. So oftentimes we slip back. We take five steps forward and then seven steps back. And then we take 10 steps forward and then one step back. But often we beat ourselves up because we compare ourselves to where we used to be. You know, maybe we're like, uh, in my 20s, I was so fit and now look at me. Or when I was, you know, five years ago, when I started this business, I was crushing it and now the economy turned and now I'm, I don't have any money and I don't know what I'm doing. We have to stop and just realize again, back it up. This is a season. This is a season. This is a season. 
and you will get through it, but you have to stop beating yourself up to where you were and where you think you're supposed to be. Because if you're not there, you're not supposed to be there. Because what's the alternative? It is what it is, right? Number three is get grateful. And I think when it comes to, and I use this for nearly everything, gratitude for so many things. I talked about it in the money episode and talk about it here, but getting grateful for what you have really puts things back into perspective, getting grateful for the lessons, getting grateful for anything. If you can put yourself in another state, if you can put yourself in a state of gratitude, like dang, I am glad I just was able to get up this morning and I'm grateful that I had a warm bed to sleep in and I'm grateful I had a roof over my head and just keep listing all the things you're grateful for until you can realize that you have a lot more to be grateful for than to be discouraged about. It can really make a shift in your mindset. So I suggest saying them out loud, writing them down, any practice you can to get into a state of gratitude will work. The fourth thing is to be objective. So often we're discouraged because we're emotional. We are in that emotional state and we can't see the trees from the forest. We're just in the muck of it, but we feel like we're stuck. And I heard a, an analogy the other day about we get stuck in life and it's kind of like being stuck in a level in a video game. And I know I'm not a gamer, but I started playing some games on my phone, like, uh, you know, Candy Crush, those kind of games, like little Tetris. Everybody's hopefully played some game where they've gotten stuck, right? Video games are not. And when you get stuck on a game, you mess up, you die, and then you get to start over, right? You mess up, you die, and you get to start over. But every time you do, maybe you got a little further and you go, okay, now I know what's next. Now I know what's coming up. And you get a little bit of a strategy going. So be objective in that way, almost as if you're in a video game. You're like, okay, I'm stuck on this level. Now let's take a bird's eye view and take a look at this situation and see how can I get myself unstuck? What am I doing? What kind of blocks do I keep hitting? Maybe I need to look an, around to another side. Maybe I need to try a different you know, combination of buttons. Maybe I need to jump higher. Maybe I need to pause and wait a little bit longer, but try to be objective and look at it as, okay, I'm stuck but I'm not stuck for good. I got to keep trying. And eventually I'm going to bust through this level. And it really, I mean, honestly, isn't this life kind of like a video game and we hit different levels and we get, might get stuck on one level for a little bit longer and then we bust through the next few. And maybe it's a sign to take a break. I know that I've, <laughs> I've played some games. I, I travel a lot. So I started downloading games on my phone to be on the plane. I'll listen to a pod, uh, podcast and I listen to audible books and then I play a game at the same time. And once I die and I run out of lives, I never like pay to keep going. So I just stop. And oftentimes I stop for a few hours or a few days and then I get back on the plane and I pull that game up the level that I've been stuck at so many times. And after taking three or four days away from it, I pass it the very first time right when I get back. So maybe to be objective, you also need to step away, take a walk, get out of your own head, literally put things away for a little bit. Just don't think about what you've messed up or what you missed out on, just step away because you might have more clarity um, when you get a little bit more objective and take the emotions out. Number five is get in your power. Do something to get in your power. When we feel discouraged, when we feel disappointed, we feel like we aren't able to do anything about it, right? We feel like maybe some choice has been taken away. We feel like 
the control has been taken away. So ask yourself, what can I do to make myself feel like I'm in my power? Maybe you were trying to get a job and maybe this happened to me and that's why I'm going to use this example. I was applying for tons and tons of jobs. I went to interviews and I never in my life interviewed for a job I didn't get. And this was the first time that I did. And I was turning 30 this that year. And I thought, man, is it because I'm too old? Which makes me laugh now because 30 is like, I don't know, young. It's probably the perfect age to hire somebody, right? But I was going, dang. And I just felt so discouraged that nobody was hiring me and nobody um, seemed to want me. And I needed to do something to get in my power. And if I could go back to myself then, because I was just discouraged and I cried about it, I would have had myself kind of step back and maybe instead of continuing to look for jobs in the same places, I might just brainstorm on some skills that I could try to market or sell and make money on the side. You know, instead of waiting for somebody to hire me, I'd go, okay, maybe there's something else I could do. Maybe I can go mow lawns or if I was doing it today, I'd say like I'd go drive Uber for a while or I would do Postmates or something that I could do in the moment to make myself feel in my power to make money instead of waiting on someone else to give me the okay, like you get to be hired and you are who we want because I was tired of waiting for someone to choose me. So do something that can make you feel like you're in your power again, because that is one way to really quickly overcome discouragement. It sucks when you're discouraged and you're about to give up. You have to do something else to get back, get your power back. And then number six, the last one is change your perception. So in order to change your perception, it really is a matter of a, a couple of things. One is ask better questions. <laughs> okay, so this is what I mean by better questions. So many people ask this question. Why does this stuff always happen to me? Why is this happening to me? What, what did I ever do to deserve this? You know, whatever it is. How about asking questions like, what can I do to change this? How can I look at this differently? How can I see this in another way? Is there anything I could do to change the situation? So change your perception by asking better questions. Now, I mentioned Jim Rohn earlier. He's one of my favorite, favorite mentors of all time. And he gave a talk and he said, you know, he'd, he'd hear people say, why does stuff like this always happen to me? And he goes, I don't know why, but things like that seem to always happen to people like you. And it just made me laugh because isn't it true? that when people focus on the negative over and over, more negative things happen. And it's like, things like that always happen to people like you. How else can you explain it? It's such a simple explanation and it's really funny and silly, but it's the absolute truth. So I'll recap that again. I think you should go through all of these if you're feeling discouraged. Number one, get words of encouragement from someone else call up a friend, get words of encouragement, have somebody pour into you, remind you of why you're amazing, remind you of how kind you are, remind you of how beautiful you are, remind you that you are not the thing that you're discouraged about. You Okay, you didn't get your house loan. You didn't get your graduation certificate. You're still awesome. You're still amazing. Okay, who cares? You didn't lose 20 pounds. You're still amazing and a, a cool friend and an awesome person. Get those words of encouragement from somebody. If you don't have that person, not only message me, but you better find that person. You better find people. And maybe you need to be that person. Maybe you need to call up somebody and encourage them and start to give encouragement so you can also receive encouragement. Number two, stop comparing yourself. Stop comparing yourself to others. and Stop comparing yourself to who you used to be or where you think you should be. Number three, get grateful. 
Get super grateful for what's going on and what you still have. Number four, be objective. Take a look at this from a bird's eye view. Be objective and just remember you're just on another level of a video game. You're getting stuck and try to look at it from that point of view. Number five, do something to get in your power. Do something that's going to make you feel like you are owning your own choices again. And number six, change your perception by asking better questions. Ask what else can be done here? How can I look at this differently? And what I want to really remind you is that the blessings that come from discouragement, the blessings that come from powering through and mastering are so amazing. You know, people always say, you're going to be so much stronger after this. And in the middle of it, you're like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to be stronger after this. I just don't want this happening right now. I want to have gotten what I wanted when I wanted it. But the reality is you don't. And the truth of the matter is you will be so much stronger and you will be more inspiring and you will be more great because of what you went through to go through this discouragement. You get more confidence, right? The confidence that comes from mastering discouragement is massive. That is why if you lack confidence, here's one way to get confidence. Start to work on this stuff. Start to work on the things that are kind of discouraging and getting you down and getting through them and powering through them. And you get this confidence. You basically have not only just a confidence in like yourself, you just have a confidence in owning life. You're like, okay, life, that's what you got. Oh, that's all you gave me? Come at me, bro. All right, yeah, I can handle it. You start to know that you will be able to handle what life throws at you. That is one of the reasons why I've been able to get through a lot of hard things in life because I had a a lot of hard things in life happen. And once I got through them, I knew if I could get through that, well, I could definitely get through anything, right? So I'm going to wrap it up and leave you with this speech from Martin Luther King. I found this on YouTube and I will put the link to the YouTube video in the show notes. It's so good and I'm not going to do him justice because I don't have his voice and his inflection, but I'm going to read it and I hope that this can stay with you. It's so, so good and I'm going to actually maybe just print this and keep it with me and read it when I'm discouraged. But This is Martin Luther King. I do believe it's a speech from a graduation. It's kind of what it sounds like. It's not his I have a dream speech. It's a a graduation speech, at least from the sounds of it. So here we go. Martin Luther King. This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life will go. And the question is whether you have a proper, solid, and a sound blueprint. And I want to suggest some of the things that should be in your life's blueprint. Number one in your life's blueprint should be a deep belief in your own dignity, in your own worth, and your own somebodiness. Don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. Always feel that you count. Always feel that you have worth and and always feel that your life has ultimate significance. Secondly, in your life's blueprint, you must have a basic principle, the determination to achieve excellence in your various fields of endeavor. You're going to be deciding as the days and years unfold what you will do in your life, what your life's work will be. And once you discover what it will be, set out to do it and do it well. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or you fail, but be the best of whatever you are. Finally, in your life's blueprint must be a commitment to the eternal principles of beauty, love, and justice. Well, life for none of us has been a crystal stair, but we must keep moving. We must keep going. 
If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Love you guys so much. And like I said, reach out to me. Find us on Instagram. Follow the Best Life Podcast on IG. Um, go to thebestlifepodcast.com and join our Facebook group. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear if this helps you. And I'll see you guys on the next episode.